Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Services radio show, which is now in its 12th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8 p.m. on community radio station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a podcast of a live interview first heard on the 1st of June 2018, conducted by Ian Salick with Bill Oakley, past president of the Rotary Club of North Baldwin and district chair of Rotarians Against Malaria in Rotary District 9800. In the studio tonight, uh, I have the great pleasure of welcoming a wonderful Rotarian. He is Bill Oakley. He, as I mentioned, is from the Rotary Club of North Baldwin, and he's a past president of that club, and also, and importantly, currently, he's the committee chair of Rotarians Against Malaria in District 9800. Bill Oakley, OAM, uh, is a working uh, Victorian and a wonderfully hard-working Rotarian. And not all Australians would be aware that malaria killed some 445,000 people last year around the world. So the work that Bill does as a Rotarian is to provide assistance both in terms of anti-malaria material supplies and financial support for research in so very many uh, substantial areas. Bill Oakley, welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone. Thanks, Ian. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, It's great to have you here with us. And, Bill, before we start talking about Rotarians Against Malaria, I just want to find out a little bit about you. Uh, Were you uh, born in Victoria? Yes, I was born in Victoria and uh, grew up in Surrey Hills, not far from here. Oh, well, you're pretty close to home. And you were educated here? Yes, Surrey Hills State School and then Trinity Grammar uh, for my uh, first education. And then I studied a, uh, uh actuarial degree by correspondence and then went on and got a degree from Deakin University later on. Ah, right. But what about your professional career, Bill? Um, uh what what uh, did you do in your profession? Well, after uh, after school, I uh, got involved with uh, insurance and uh, studied actuarial studies. And uh, as a result of that, got involved in computers back in the days when a computer took up a whole floor of an office building um, to provide the same amount of power as the one we carry around in our pockets these days. So uh, with all of that um, computer work, I went from insurance into the public service and spent a stint of time in Canberra uh, working on computers up there um, and then came back from there and worked for Telstra for a little while. Then uh, for something completely different, I went and worked for the Scouts, the Scout Association, for 20 or so years doing uh, organising jamborees and so on. I was the secretary for the World Jamboree when it was held here in Australia. And you're still actively involved in that, aren't you, Bill? Yes, I'm still involved in the Scouts, not quite so actively as I was, but I'm the secretary of a 
a group called the Campsite Alliance that uh, combines all the committees that run the different scout camps in Victoria. And I also play second clarinet in the scout band. Fantastic. You haven't brought it into the studio tonight, so we can't hear you live. What a pity. If I'd known that, I would have got you to come in here and play a few little stanzas for us. If I I thought you would do that, I wouldn't have told you. And you wouldn't have come in, probably. (laughs) Uh, Bill, uh, you've been involved in scouts, and I know you're going to talk to us about getting involved in Rotary. Did any of this start at school? Did you do volunteer work at uh, Trinity Grammar, for instance? Yes, indeed. I started my scouting at Trinity Grammar. Um, I was a member of the second Q Scout group at that stage, which was the one that Trinity sponsored. Um, and yes, I think I got my my uh, start in um, community service type work from the Times and the Scouts. And so, so many people do, don't they? Really, they indeed. start at school doing uh, social service work, be it chopping wood for pensioners or working in gardens and yes. that carries through into their later life. Not everyone does it but I know Rotarians get very much involved and full points to you for doing and it. Certainly. Yep. And when did you first hear about Rotary, Bill? Um, a friend of mine that I went to school with uh, is a bloke called Jim Studebaker um, who is well known to most Rotarians uh, and he and I went to school together at Trinity uh, we also did scouting together and uh, after I finished um, working for the scouts and came back to Victoria and set up my own business, he persuaded me that uh, I should uh, join the Rotary Club. So, uh, and, uh, so he invited me to the Rotary Club of North Bourne, which was his club. Uh, and I started there in 1995. So it was your first club, and and Jim Studiebaker was the motivator. Or had you sort of heard anything outside of that contact about uh, Rotary beforehand? Had you? Oh yes, um, th- through being in the Scouts, we knew about Rotary. There's there's a thing called the Rotary Uniform Fund, which is very popular within the Scouts for those who can't afford to buy their own uniform. I believe it's funded by the Rotary Club of Melbourne. Uh, and uh, so a number of different uh, supports were provided to Scouts by Rotary and so I was aware of Rotary uh, before I joined. Well, um, it's an interesting club, I am aware, the Rotary Club of North Baldwin. Uh, I have been to a number of meetings there. How would you describe your club, Bill? Rotary Club of North Baldwin is... um, a medium to big club by Rotary standards. We have about 80 members at the moment in the club. Uh, 15 uh, or so of those are women members and the proportion that are women is growing fairly um, fairly rapidly at the moment. Um, we're a club that has mostly retired uh, members um, in the North Baldwin area um, so most of our members live live in that area and we meet of an evening um, as opposed to some of the working clubs which would uh, meet in the mornings and so on. Um, and and what, when, what day do you meet? We meet on a Thursday night. Right, right. and it's a fantastic venue, isn't it? Really wonderful, really wonderful Indeed. venue. Um, what roles have you had in the club, Bill? Because you're not the sort of person that's idle. You're active all the time in whatever organisation you're in, and I bet you've done plenty of things at North Baldwin. Well, yes, I've been uh, uh, president and also a vice president uh, in in my time. Uh, Frequently, I'm the director for fundraising, 
Um, ours is a club that has fundraising as a uh, as a director position and a board position. Um, I've also been the director of youth. Um, I've been involved in a number of uh, teams that have gone overseas uh, from our club to uh, to the Solomon Islands and also to more recently to Mongolia. Mongolia, tell us all about that. Um, we decided as a club to uh, uh, have a, a short-term youth exchange program that involves us sending a team of young people, uh, 15 to 17-year-old young people, to Mongolia in July, during our school holidays in July, uh, and then um, we welcome back a group of young people from Mongolia who come to Australia in January. We've had our first round of those and are at the moment starting the work of recruiting the next group of young people from Australia to go to uh, Mongolia in July 2019. It must have been a fascinating experience. Uh, how, long were you, how long were you away for? We were away for about 20 days altogether. It's a long haul. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful place uh, and uh, has a lot in common with Australia. We have... Uh, it's, it's very large, it's a lot of desert, um, it's relatively well-to-do, it makes most of its money, uh, earnings from, uh, from mining, has some of the largest copper mines in the world, and gold, and uh, coal, and uh, other hydrocarbons. So it's, um, uh, and it's very sparsely populated, it's only got in an area about the size of uh, Western Australia, it only has a population of three million, uh, and uh, um, yes, it's mostly desert-like, and they are very um, um, the high numbers of their population live in their their cities, and so Ulaanbaatar, which is the capital, has over half the population of the country in the one city. And Bill, when you were there, what was the accommodation like? Well, um, we participated in a couple of camp programs, so we were staying in uh, bunkhouse-type uh, camp facilities. In the middle part, we um, mixed with the Rotary uh, Club of Ulaanbaatar, and they hosted our members during a, a main festival in Mongolia called Nadam. Uh, and we stayed for four or five days in home hosting and then um, also managed a few nights in a yurt or a gur. Um, and, uh, fascinating stuff. Yes. Fascinating yeah. stuff. Yeah, fascinating. It really was. Bill, uh, that's your international work. What would be your key local project? Um, in our club, uh, our key local projects, we've uh, just uh, set up uh, uh, established and built a men's shed in the last three or four years and opened it uh, last year um, and so on and it's now active and operating in our uh, community in North Baldwin. Uh In addition we, we run a, a gardening project which involves us finding people in our district and in our area that need some help with their garden because they're too old, because they're uh, they've got sick or something like that, and we combine uh, the young school children from a number of schools in the area um, who come and do 
the the bullocky work as part of their community service and we coordinate the project, supervise them and provide all the tools. Wonderful part of the local community. Well, Bill, thank you for letting us get to know you a little bit better, some of the fascinating things you've done uh, here, uh, and a little bit about your... Welcome back to the studio, live with Bill Oakley, OAM, past president of the Rotary Club of North Ball and in District 9800. And as I said in our first little interview segment, very importantly, the district chair of Rotarians Against Malaria. Now, Bill, what causes malaria? What are some of the, the stats in relation to malaria as well? Double-barrel question. Well, Ian, um, malaria remains probably the most socially and economically damaging disease in the world. There are more than 200 million new cases of malaria every year and 450,000 people die from malaria each year. Um, and uh, over a third of the world's population remains at risk of getting malaria. It's caused by a nasty little bug called Plasmodium, which only lives in the salivary glands of female Anopheles mosquitoes and in the liver and bloodstream of human beings. No other animals or creatures, just those two, and it must transfer from one to the other in order to... Uh, complete its life cycle and reproduce. So stopping that cycle from human being to mosquito is at the heart of how we fight against malaria. And Bill, what research is being undertaken? What level of research? Uh, are there many organisations doing research in any coordinated way or is it still a little fragmented? Oh, uh, yes, indeed, there's a lot of research going on. So uh, at the moment, the, most, the way in which most of the countries who have rid themselves of malaria have done it has been by the good old-fashioned traditional methods of blocking mosquito from human being with clothing, with bed nets, with uh, sprays, uh, keeping mosquitoes away by getting rid of stagnant water and so on. But... Uh, the holy grail is to find a virus, a vaccine that will um, uh, inoculate, inoculate and, and uh, kill, the, uh, kill the plasmodium and inoculate. Uh, and uh, there are many places around the world that are doing that, and Australia leads the world in this area with m many of our major research institutes, the Walter and Eliza Hall Institute, the Burnett Institute here in Victoria, the... Uh, Griffith University Institute of Glycomics in Queensland and many others are active in this, in this area of looking for a vaccine. Um, perhaps the closest, one of the closest is the one from the Institute of Glycomics in, uh, uh, in Queensland uh, and it is already at stage two human trials. So there's some hope that this will be ready um, within 10 to 15 years years uh, before it'll still be ready, provided the trials come out successfully. And Bill, the Pacific region is an area in which malaria is very prevalent. What other parts of the world? Uh, malaria is prevalent in Asia, in the Pacific and in Africa. 80% uh, of the malaria in the world is in sub-Saharan Africa or in India. 
but uh, there's a considerable amount in a number of the, the countries in the Asian area and Australian Rotary is active in Papua New Guinea, in Vanuatu, in the Solomon Islands and in Timor-Leste where we work towards uh, getting rid of malaria. We are hopeful, uh, we've been presented with the challenge of ridding malaria from our region by 2025. Uh, this is because the plasmodium virus is starting to develop a resistance to uh, the vaccines that we're developing and because the Anopheles mosquito is starting to develop a resistance to the poisons. So we've got to get rid of malaria in our region of the world first because this is where the uh, resistance is developing here. If it gets to Africa, it will be disastrous. So the challenge is for us to get rid of malaria in our part of the world. And Bill, the Australian government recently has placed more emphasis on this, hasn't it? Bill Gates, you know, uh, has been leading the charge against malaria and other communicable diseases through the Global Fund, which the Gates Foundation funds, and he has uh, established the End Malaria Council and invited Australia to join. Uh, Our Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, has put uh, Julie Bishop, uh, our Foreign Minister, onto this council uh, and uh, has taken up the challenge to lead in the charge against malaria in the Pacific by 2025. There's a, a very large conference, a first world malaria conference to be held in Melbourne in July to bring all of the different people together from uh, the malaria countries and from others to um, uh, increase the cooperation and making sure that we're all singing from the same page of the songbook. This is going to happen in, uh, in Melbourne in the first week of July. And Bill, what part is Rotary specifically playing uh, in this fight against malaria? In our part of the world, in, the, uh, in Papua New Guinea and the Solomon Islands and so on, it's Rotary that puts the feet on the ground. They are actually Rotarians who are organising it. In fact, in Papua New Guinea, it's Rotary that organises the distribution of the nets and other things for the Global Fund and for the Gates Foundation and the World Health Organisation. And we administer a $20 million a year budget to distribute nets and make sure they get to all the right places. Uh, similarly, in the Solomon Islands, it's Rotary people who are on the ground uh, building a uh, healthy village project there to make sure that um, mosquitoes keep away from the villages and uh, that uh, there's a hygienic um, environment there to uh, separate humans from um, the uh, mosquitoes. Uh, in Timor-Leste, with uh, Rotary's help, the government has just about just about got malaria knocked on the head there, down to less than one case per thousand that people. That's a good effort. And um, they're planning to be declared malaria-free by 2020 or 2021. And we've just uh, established a huge Rotary Foundation global grant to provide the um, supplies and equipment to ensure that during this three-year period when we don't want any new cases of malaria in Timor-Leste, that there's enough um, supplies on the ground of nets and sprays and other things like that so that if any um, visiting fishermen or people from West Timor or other places come in with malaria that we can knock it on the head quickly.
Bill, uh, what more can Rotarians do besides going there? And uh, in general, what could our listeners do at large in terms of helping in this fight against malaria? Is it a matter of contributions, monetary contributions, the nets? What what can help That certainly helps. Rotarians Against Malaria is a... uh, a Rourke's type project, so uh, an Australian-wide project that is uh, uh, owned by the 23 Australian Rotary Districts. Uh, it provides something like 200 to $300,000 a year to fund the efforts on the ground in the Solomon Islands in Vanuatu and Timor-Leste. If we're going to make this 2025 budget uh, time scale, we will need to increase that amount to at least $500,000 a year. So, not to put too fine a point on it, what we need is money. We need more money. Right, so Rotary Australia Worldwide Community Services, which uh, Bill just mentioned in the famous acronym way, uh, is actually a facility whereby tax deductibility uh, can be gained by making a donation yes, uh, to uh, Rotarians Against Malaria. Yes, we're, we're looking for support from Rotary Clubs and of course they don't normally need a tax-deductible donation but we welcome money from anyone and yes. so any donations uh, would be gratefully received in this area and yes, we are able to offer a tax-deductible receipt for any donations to RAM. Bill, I'm just staggered with the numbers that you've mentioned and I don't think many Australians would know that over 200 million cases are acknowledged annually Indeed. and that there are 455,000 deaths as there were last year. It is absolutely staggering and perhaps it may well be the next major project uh, after polio that Rotary tackles. He is hoping that that is the case. Now you've got that's a great certainly my hope, and it is uh, it is most Rotarians' hope, I think, too. But that's got to be officially determined. Bill, um, you're a member of the Rotary Club of Borwin, a good club to join. It's in the Burundara area, and we are three WBC, three Whitehorse Burundara Community Radio. So, how would uh, our listeners that are interested in uh, in Rotary and the sort of projects that you're talking about go about joining your club, the Rotary Club of North Borwin? Yeah. I think the best thing that I can suggest for them is that they go to our website, which has all of the information. It tells you a lot more about our club, and the website is Rotary North Baldwin, all no dots, dot com dot au. That's our website, and if you look Google that, you will find uh, all the information about our club and how to join and all of the necessary contacts. So Rotary North Baldwin dot com. Well, Bill Oakley, OAM, thank you so much for joining us live in the studio on the Rotary Radio Show and thank you especially for your contribution in another year of Rotary putting service above self. You are the exemplar of that. As I said to you before we came into the studio this evening, you actually walked the talk and uh, good luck with the work you uh, and your team is doing to prevent malaria. A, A very worthwhile major cause in Australia. Thank you very much for letting me uh, come along and uh, spread the word to... uh... Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. More podcasts can be found on iTunes 
by typing into your browser Rotary Radio Doing Good in Victoria or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.